hey, this is cool. This is going to be a big hit. I would be like the singer at a jazz club next to the piano. That was the first time that I was like, wow, I can do it. He's so emotional and so raw and so real with how he delivers his music. 13-year-old me, rock and rolling. I came out of the session and went, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the sound. She was so real. When she'd be rapping and singing, it felt like he was kind of at the church again. Hello and welcome to What Did I Say, where Atlantic Records talks with artists about songs they made, songs they like, and songs they'd like to have made. It's an inside look into the craft of songs from the artists themselves. Salima grew up an avid music fan in Denmark, listening to Aretha Franklin, Stevie Wonder, Otis Redding, and the Beatles. It wasn't until her mother took her to an African dance that she became fascinated with traditional African drum music. As a young adult, she spent time in Tanzania, did field work in Nepal, and started working on a documentary about migration in Senegal. Salima played keyboards and supplied vocals for a Danish-language hip-hop group inspired by a tribe called Quest and the Wu-Tang Clan. She broke out on her own with her genre-bending electro-pop release, Number 14, which explores social issues and human nature. While at the Big Beat offices promoting her new single, Paper, Salima sat down to talk with us. Do you remember your first favorite song? Um, no, but I remember my first, like, very strong experience with that song. Okay. And that was um, the first time, I the first Beatles album I heard was Revolver. That's a good start. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, it's my favorite. Uh, and um, then I was walking up this very, very long road in the town I'm from. And I had borrowed a friend's, like, uh, disc man or, uh, like, well, something. Yeah. And we were, like, uh, l- uh, and that was the only thing in there. Cool friend. Very cool friend. Yeah. And um, I listened. And then the second song is, like, um, it's this song called I'm Only Sleeping. And I just remember having to, like, repeat it and repeat it and repeat and listen to it over and over again. Um, and that was kind of... That was the first time where, where I listened to music and I was like, this is something very unique. This is something I get very... Ins- I feel a lot when I hear it. I Because I think before that I have been listening to more... I was like a child back then. And we listened a lot to like uh, yeah, Spice Girls and Britney Spears and in stuff your house? like that. You know, my friends like in my classroom and stuff, and we would dance around and ah, oh, like yeah. have fun with that. But this was kind of like where I realized like I was thinking more about it somehow in a more emotional way. Not that you can't do that with the other kinds of things. You can, definitely. But it hit you. It was my first where I kind of felt like this is something that changed me somehow, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what what, what things did you pick out? Was it the song structure? Was it it the... Mm, It it was my first time listening to the Beatles for one thing. Which is life-changing. Which is life-changing for many people. And then also it was another kind of like, like I had been listening to a lot of like old school music. I grew up with like Ray, listening to Ray Charles and Aretha Franklin and Stevie Wonder. And so, but this was more of a, 
yes, you know, it's more like it's another way of thinking about writing a song. I feel than many of those like more old school R and B writers. So I think it was my first time listening to a song that was written in this way. Like really, also that kind of folky vibe it has, and yeah, it it hit me, and then that melody. Keeping alive on the world, going by my window. That was like I remember exactly that melody. I just wow. had to like go back to that and go back to that. And Is that the feeling you're trying to get to, right? Yeah, I guess. When you when you're making your own music, yeah, right? I guess I guess that's what you always kind of hunt somehow and then was that like for playing music was that was that inspiration to start playing and start with instruments or start to experiment with making music i've always been my mother played and we always had a piano and stuff like that oh cool so i always played uh, never i never learned like uh, what do you call them and like chords and like theory theory music theory no but I kind of learned the anarchistic way somehow, which is something I think was good for me. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of the... I, I was pretty bad at music theory, and I kind of just listened to music and tried to play it. Yeah. And that was how we were taught, all of us, like where I come from. It was not normal to like learn the theory. Come from the heart. Yeah, I guess it's not like sometimes I'm like, what the fuck? Why didn't you send me to some kind of music school to learn fucking something about this? But then other times I'm like, I think both ways has their like pros and cons. Yeah, there's some people that can only play sheet music. Precisely. And uh, just, you know, feel it, get into it, and they can't. Yeah, some (laughs) of my friends who are like very theoretically... Like classically trained? Theoretically. Do you say that? Theoretical? No. Uh, like, uh, who has a... They base their music with theory? Yeah, they they know a lot of they theory about music. They would be like, if you put a, some chords together and be like, whoa, what about this and this? They'll be like, you cannot do that. Like, that's not right? Or yeah. that doesn't sound right in their ears. So it can be a limit somehow. But on the other hand, sometimes they can figure stuff out that I could never do. Like, so... Or, or speak to like somebody and explain yeah, what they want. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, like a drummer, I, I was always like horrible with that. <laughs> Can you do the this, this, and then this? And <laughs> never worked. <laughs> They'd always shake their head. Like, Go back to your guitar, Tom. I will. Uh, were there some other songs that you were exposed to that kind of had those moments? Yeah, there there has been many, many songs like that. Um, like an older one. Like maybe something like something more old school, yeah. Or no, just from the that disc man. Like, what was the next ah. CD or what was the next one that someone? Uh, I think uh, you know, other songs. I was really like, for example, I listened a lot to like Steve Wonder. His song Master Blaster was one of like also a song where I would like just yeah be a, a little addicted to it somehow. But then I think we listened to a lot of cool stuff as well as kids. Uh, like, or like when I became a little older, like, we were very nostalgic about hip hop, for example. Even though it was before our time, we listened to like people under the stairs and Wu Tang and like some of those like 
very what what how old were you for that it's like high school yeah university yeah i guess yeah that's cool yeah and it was nice that it, that was who we we were very inspired at my paint that i just told you about like yeah i had this hip-hop paint and uh we were very inspired by the roots like you know playing the instruments yeah. and like this dude rapping and uh, like we just wanted to be the roots actually <laughs> <laughs> i like that how long were you in that band Oh, that was a long time because we we just started out as kids, like maybe 12 years or something. Wow. Yeah, it was fun because we went to the school where we were very encouraged to play music. So we just played in school like for we were taught there. And then we kind of started playing outside in our free time. And then suddenly we had this band and we did it was in Danish. But then we got signed and uh, stuff like that. So it did kind of well for some years, but it was like early on. But it was fun. Yeah. It was really, really, really fun. I bet you, I mean, being in a group versus a solo artist now, what are there things that you miss or that you like better? Obviously calling all the shots, right? Mm, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Deciding. Uh, but then every decision is yours. Yeah. <laughs> But that's like very much what it's about, actually. Like, there's a blessing in being many people. Like, I love cooperating and I love like that we were a team taking the decisions together, la la la. But also, I think I was just at a place in my life where I needed to be able to try, or I needed to try to do it on my own. Like, I, I was tired of like, discussing the snare drum sound with six boys i was just like seriously now it's my turn to decide how my music mm -hmm. and i think it's a natural like evolvement that's just what happens i think when you've been with people for so long yeah precisely and um but then again like you're the only one who has to like take the hit for all of these decisions and for all of the music and so it's also something I miss being around because I'm around many people and many people help me with decisions and all that. But um, at the end of the day, it is me. Like I am the one. And when you're in a band, you are more of that. And if someone thinks it sucks what you're doing, you're more like, whatever. You we got a little fucking crew with gang. you. Yeah. Fuck you. You don't know anything <laughs> about this. But if it's me and people are like, no, this is not good enough, or why did you do that? And you, you tend to be more insecure, maybe, or like, oh, I don't know, maybe it sucks or blah. But that's just something yeah. you have to work with. Like, sometimes I can also be like, whatever, dude, yeah. this is what I like. But it's easier to be a, like in a, a small army. And then when you're when you're crafting the song by yourself, are you you have people with you working on it? But if you're doing it like that moment when you start it, yeah. is there a note or is there a piece that you always start with? Like mm. I I always start with I think I do I'll start with like one note mm. and start playing with one note and then build it and sort of not try to complicate it. Is there like a a form that you sort of start out in or I always start with the drums or I always start ah, with yeah. this you know because one thing I loved about 
the music, which I noticed this morning too, was just like there's layers in it that uh. I think I kind of heard as the song was going that I felt like came in and out. I really liked that. So I just want to know like how you sort of started the route. But it's actually very different because um, I write in many different ways. Both uh, I get sent beats from people and I write on top of them. And also often I start at home by the piano. Then I'll start with chords and then melody and then lyrics last. Um, I, lyrics are always last for me. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> it's the same for me, but actually, uh, because I just had my first like real songwriting trip in LA. Ah, and uh, it was. I realized that many of the people who I wrote with started with lyrics, and that was so difficult for me. <laughs> it is so strange how you like kind of find your way, and you're like, oh, like. Yeah, but that's two ways I write, and also I write like in the studio with a producer from scratch kind of and then we'll often like start with some chords or a small beat and be like what up mm -hmm. how should the drums be and la la and then write is there one that you like better or they're all kind of fit however the song starts right i think uh, i think s the song or like the top line becomes strongest when you start with chords and melody because when there's only a beat there, always when there's already a beat that like rises and falls and has like all these dynamics, the melody doesn't necessarily need to carry it all that much. S like for example, like if the chorus hi chorus hits in the beat and everything kind of become more intense, the melody doesn't have to carry that like feeling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's just, or I at least feel that it's not the strongest top lines. It's not that it's not as good songs. It's just not as, oh, for example, it's not a song you can always sit down with the piano and play and sing. And I like that no matter how produced a song is. That you can play it. Yeah, that I'm able to like sit down and like play a song and it has like a, natural kind of evolvement and I mean, that kind of goes back to the band part where you wanted to play the instruments of hip-hop yeah you maybe to play it all mm. i love that kind of you feel it more yeah i i guess i i feel that way definitely um was there a a specific song that you wrote that you felt took the next level of writing like is there one that said like okay I know you've been writing with the band, or whatever, but your personal stuff, like, was there one that said, like, okay, yeah, um, this is it. I can, I can go to the next level. Yeah, um, that's a really good question. Actually, there are some songs that I'm that I'm very like. For example, my song "Breathe." That was kind of the first time I I wrote a song with. That was kind of. That was my first pop song, if you can say that. Mm -hmm. Like I had written a lot of songs which I think are, are super poppy, but that was the first song where like it got a lot of attention from, for example, labels and wow. like yeah. So that was I think the first time I kind of 
found my way within commercial pop music, like my sound and my way of structuring melodies. And before that, my songs had been more, like quite more left-leaning, I think, in the way I wrote. And it's not something I thought about that much, but now I like it a lot. Yeah. So it turned a different like leaf, like kind of like you're able to sort of... I think, yeah, I just, I grew a little bit as a songwriter with that song and also brought it into some of my next songs, definitely. Yeah, and then there's some of my weirdest songs, like I have a song called This Life and a song called My Love and stuff like that. And they're like songs I'm really proud, I'm very proud of the lyrics and like the meaning with them. That's great. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like you've, you hit that one, I don't know, it's like that one line you write or the chord or the drum beat and then it's like it opens up your mind again. Yeah, and and it's really exciting when you write a song where you really feel like you're growing with it or like you're evolving your skills somehow. That's a or that excitement too. Yeah, yeah, like yeah you definitely. have this energy where you were gonna stop twenty minutes ago and eat, and then you found a note and you just kept going for another two mm, hours. That's the best. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> uh, is there a song that? Uh, do you remember hearing your song for the first time in public? Have you heard it live anywhere, like in the mall or? Actually, I like in Denmark. It's and in Scandinavia, they're playing it quite a lot in the radio. Luckily. But actually, here in this Not fucking yet. city... You did yeah, hear yeah. it when you walked into my office. But I heard it in a fucking H&M. You did? This week. Yes! And it was so amazing. It Were you with anybody? Did you go like... <laughs> this is me, by the way. Actually, oh. Leah was alone. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But it was so fucking... I filmed it, though. You did? <laughs> well, like Instagram, or was it... That's good. Yeah, it was so good. Um, Anyone nodding their head while they were picking out sizes? I fucking hope so, man. <laughs> no, but that was a really big... It, because there's something about this city and you're a long way from home and, like, that's such, like, a hum, humble feel. I get very humble about it. I think that's a good feeling about it. Yeah. I mean, it almost says, like, all right, I got more work to do. I yeah, heard yeah. it here. Now what's the next place I can hear Definitely. it? Definitely. That's how you feel very much when you're at my stage of a career, I think. You're very hungry. That's good. See, so you didn't say, like, I heard an H&M. It'll be there again. No, what's <laughs> next? I like that. <laughs> um, is there a song, no matter how many times you've heard it, that you'll stop anything to listen to it? Ooh, actually, I have this J. Paul uh, song. We just heard it today. <laughs> Uh, it's like my favorite song in the world. It's this English artist called J. Paul, and it's a song called Jasmine. And it's very much like what I am musically inspired the most by. And I, yeah, yeah, there's so much in his music that just like turned my world upside down. So anytime so you'll stop. Whenever I hear that song, I'm just like, I have to like dance and just like, <laughs> I forget everyone around myself and like, oh, it's too good. You should hear it. <laughs> done. I'm going to right after so this. We're going to listen to it when we're done. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> Is there a uh, song, recent song that you discovered that you had to share with your friends? 
uh, <laughs> that is one of them. But um, we have a lot of very, very cool stuff going on in the Copenhagen music scene right now, actually. So where, whenever I'm outside of Denmark, I really I'm so proud to show people like my friends at home doing music and doing really well. And I think, yeah, we're very much inspiring each other back home right now. And it's such a small music scene that we all know each other and work with each other. And like, it's very motivating. What's the what's the what's coming out right now that you um, like? What kind of sounds or what kind of things are coming? Ah, it's very organic. It's like electronic music, but with many like organic instruments and organic inspirations. And cool. So that was a change from. Did it get yeah. too tech? Did it get too computer based? No, I think we have been going through like a very, like a period where very electronic you know a very edm-ish period where the there's a drop in every song and chopped vocals and like got really formulaic and i think we're co go coming out of that somehow or at least in scandinavia it's like starting to go in another direction definitely which i think it's always exciting when you're coming from something and it's kind of evolving into a new thing that's what's it all what it is all about i think but that's exciting you're mm. going to a venue and you see somebody and they do something new and that inspires yeah. you when you go home and that's great yeah and then a small community too having all of those people with you to support and you're sort of like again that little band of people yeah <laughs> it's amazing yeah that's great do you have a guilty pleasure yeah I, you yeah. said spice girls earlier but that was a long time ago ah musically yeah a music uh, guilty pleasure. Um, I don't know if I, I feel like there's even it, like I like most stuff, and I think a lot of stuff is cool. Like I don't know what a guilty pleasure actually is. Would it that? I don't know. Something you'd be a little embarrassed to tell to somebody. say. Yeah. Um, I listen like I love country. But I don't know if you would be What kind of country? Um, so many different styles. Like, I can definitely listen to Dolly Parton over and over again. Legend. But that's not a guilty pleasure, right? But I also like like more corny country, like Conway Twitty and like... Classic country. Like, really like... I like that. Southern stuff. I, yeah. Mississippi woman, Lucy and a man, we get together every time we can. I Do like you know that. that one? No. You should hear it, it's fun. But that might be a guilty pleasure. People, or that's also, it. it's your c folk music. So maybe people in the US would be like, oh, that's disgusting. Or, oh, that's so weird. But when, when it's folk music, like when it's not a tradition in your own country, maybe you have another relationship to to it i don't know i was gonna ask you about that experiencing music and in uh being able to hear everything you want now versus maybe when you were younger and it was cds or downloads like are you how is it in a different country hearing from things from a different place from that earlier point where it's a burn cd or mm. you know a friend borrowing you borrowing something to now where just tap a few buttons and you've got everything yeah have you do, do you think about that? Mm, actually, I don't really. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I didn't really realize the change, maybe, which is actually really weird now you're saying it. Because I remember as a kid that we had CDs, of course. We we had them. But then suddenly we didn't anymore and everything was... Available. Yeah. <laughs> but sort of that consumption of how did you... Like, I was only getting things that I was told or read in a magazine yeah, or a friend yeah. of a friend. And that friend thing is still more, I still think is so powerful. When if you tell me to go listen to something, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. But if I'm scrolling through Spotify and I'm reading a, a, a name, it's harder yeah. for me to get the full context or understanding of it versus maybe something earlier. So yeah. I try to think of like that consumption of being in a smaller country away from maybe where that scene was happening yeah. and how you were exposed to it. Yeah, that's true. But I think we were just very exposed to what everyone else, like that's also what I, what was different back then because there were like these 10 superstars that everyone was listening to. It seemed like yeah. Spice Girls, Britney Spears, blah, 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 I don't remember Nirvana. them all. Yeah, And then now it's like there are m- many superstars in different like leagues. Many of the people I, s- I see as stars or I admire or I look up to, many would not even know them. Do you have any hopes for this year? Mm, many. Hopes and dreams. What's one? Could be music, could be something else. I think my, in general, my hope and dream is to be able to to do this for as long as I want, which is something this, yeah, I just know that when I'm the most happy is when I do music. And... Uh, so it's such a blessing to be able to do what you actually like in life. And I think that's something, yeah, it's so, it's more lucky than we even realize us people, I think, when we're able to be actually really, really happy and content in a job. Because many aren't. And many don't even have that possibility or like you have to think about giving your kid food or like uh, working in a factory or mm-hmm. and that's so lucky I think yeah I was born in the right place in the world definitely I love that yeah cool yeah thanks do you have fun yeah okay, great I t- felt like I spoke a lot that's what you're supposed to yeah, do yeah I guess I'm not supposed to say anything <laughs> This is my interview. Thanks again to Salima for coming on What Did I Say? Our theme music is by Max Frost. Be sure and catch up on all the Atlantic Records podcasts at AtlanticPodcast.com. Thank you for listening. Say